0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a round of us read-along analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rowden in timeline order. I'm your host, Fran, and welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with The Kane Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, Chapter 23, Professor Thoth's Final Exam, and Chapter 24, I Blow Up Some Swede Shoes, which is from Sadie's point of view. Before we dive in, I just want to say this is our 100th episode of The Best Damn Camp, and I'm actually coming up soon in February to my two-year anniversary for this podcast. I'm actually so excited. uh, I can't believe I've hit 100 episodes. That's actually insane. (laughs) Um... And I'm just, I'm really thrilled. And I hope everyone who's been listening in and enjoying my podcast has been enjoying the points and discussions I've been bringing up throughout all of the episodes that have been going on. And yeah it's just uh i'm in a state of disbelief i'm very excited and i'm looking forward to keep going with this podcast Um, another note on spotify you can now rate podcasts by leaving your five or four or whatever stars you think this podcast deserves so uh if you would like to head over and do that that would be really really appreciated um because it will help more people find this podcast as well um but yeah 100 episodes woohoo but let's get into the main points of this episode because, as always, I have my points to focus on for these chapters. And today we've only really got one thing that I would like to focus on, which is narrative. And as well as the fact, that, you know, generally what I thought of these chapters. But to begin, here's the synopsis. Meeting Thoth, the two siblings find themselves being tested as to whether they can fight against their godly hosts. With a search at the King of Rock's house and a battle that destroys a building... The two kids have a lot of questions in need of answers. And that's a sort of synopsis of these two chapters. Um, Hopefully it'll make sense. But we're going to be getting into the main overview and breakdown of these chapters anyway. So you'll understand eventually, even if not right now. But um, yeah, let's just get right on into it with uh, chapter 23, Professor Thoth's final exam. A note, I realised I had my episode with Darian, um, which would be two weeks ago now, um, and they were saying oh, what was it that they were saying I think they were saying Thoth and I'm saying Thoth and I, f- I don't know which is right So, but I'm going to keep saying Thoth because that just feels right to me but lots of people seem to say it differently so I'm intrigued to see how you all say um, the god Thoth's name um, so send me a message or anything like that because I'm just intrigued just general personal curiosity as to how people say his name Anyway, um, let's get into the overview for Chapter 23, Professor Thoth's Final Exam. With Sadie back in human form, the Trio arrive in Memphis and go in search of Thoth in a place of learning. Unfortunately, Bass and Thoth do not get along, which means no rescue, Kitty. Add in that there's a chance they may not survive, and this becomes more and more of a bad idea. Thankfully, some good news arrives because Khufu is alive and playing basketball with friends because baboons are the animal of Thoth, after all. After a bad game of basketball with Carter, the siblings with Khufu go to meet Thoth, who isn't pleased to see Isis and Horace. Learning a little history that has been kept from them by their godly hosts, the siblings agree to a test from Thoth to prove that they are not controlled by the gods. Retrieve an item of power from a magician's tomb and he will tell them the spell to defeat is set. Ooh. <laughs> oh, There's a good chapter, admittedly. There is a lot of good information, but I do have a lot of notes later on in relation to narrative and side quests. But let's just focus on what's actually happened in the chapter thus far because once again... <laughs> Rick has shown me that he does not know English people and it's, it's, it's not offensive (laughs) because it's obviously, there's no way to offend English people. Like we don't have a culture. There's no way to offend English people for just English, but basic research, basic research. If you're writing an English character, Rick, so there is a comment from Sadie on the plane about how she's got Coke in like a little glass and there's ice in it. And she's like, Oh, wow. Americans are so strange putting ice in Coke. And like, I don't even drink fizzy drinks now. But I know putting ice in fizzy drinks, which includes Coke, is a thing. (laughs) Add in, also the fact that she was confused and surprised and she thought Americans were weird because it's in a glass and there's ice is ridiculous. Because, yes, we use glass. Yes, we use glass. That's... How glasses are you? It's called glasses for a reason. They are drinks glasses. Rick, why do you not research these things? You just need to look. Hell, people can just watch Sex Education. They have ice in their drinks. <laughs> but it's such a common thing. Like Literally, the only difference is that the person who's serving you your drink will usually ask, would you like ice or no ice in your drink? And depending on who you are, you'll say yes or no. It's not that English people just don't like ice in their drinks. That's not a thing. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so upset about it. But I read it and I was like, Jesus Christ, Rick, have you never met someone from England before? Or even someone from the UK? Because do the same in Scotland. Like, you do have ice in your drinks in Scotland, although maybe not as common in Scotland. I've not visited Scotland often. Um, Only a few times to see my family. But, like... Still, we wouldn't think Americans are weird for having ice in their drinks because we, too, have ice in our drinks. What? Why was that a thing that was picked up here? (laughs) I do not understand. Um, I'll move on, but it just, it it stood out to me as, like, the first thing. I was like, this makes no logical sense. Because Sadie would not be pressed by this. I say whilst being pressed that it's there, but, like, she wouldn't think it was weird. Anyway. The other thing that I want to bring up is just because I was remembering, oh god, DC, what's it called? Is it League of Legends? Yeah, DC's League of Legends. Yeah, I think that's the show. But there is a character called Khufu, or at least like, that's not his name, Bane name, but he's like meant to be Prince Khufu, the I- Egyptian monarch. I remembered, hey, Khufu, the baboon in this story, has the name of an Egyptian monarch, the second, like, pharaoh of the fourth dynasty. Like, it's just, it just randomly felt really weird to me. I was like, why have they named a baboon after an Egyptian monarch? Seems a bit insulting to the actual, like, pharaoh kafu, but, you know. But also, why? And also, how has Carter not brought this up? This is a kid who has grown up around Egyptian history since he was a child and he hasn't picked up on that like i recognized it admittedly because of dc's league of legends but like also uh and again also admitted i didn't notice it from the start but i just randomly picked it up picked up on it now and i was like huh, oh, wait that's odd hmm so how was carter not i'm not even like well versed in egyptian mythology and i was able to realize it <laughs> carter is how has he not picked up on that and that's just a bit odd or did they i don't actually remember did they Hold on. Let me let me look up Kafu's <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh the baboon character, not the Kafu King Chronicles. Okay. He's not like a reincarnation of him is he? Because well admittedly theres n- Prince Well Pharaoh Kafu has nothing to do with baboons, so also wouldn't really make any sense. Um right. Uh there are no details about Cthulhu's early life, but he has apparently lived with Alice Cain and Philip of Macedonia in the 21st, known for some time. Okay, so there's literally, so there's no reason, there's no reason for why he has the name of an Egyptian pharaoh. Oh, oh no, it just says Cthulhu is named after the pharaoh that built the Great Pyramid of Giza. But why? <laughs> like, there's no reason. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> What was the reason? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, I saw it and I was just like, huh, oh, that's weird. And I don't understand why. Anyway, the only other thing that I really want to bring up in this, for this chapter is, well, there are a few things actually, but the main one, considering we had like this huge, like, sort of emotional breakthrough with Carter in the last chapters of like him opening up to Sadie, of him, he's actually like I've I posted about this on my Twitter for the podcast but Carter is really like the best sibling of the two he's really open, he's really kind he's like he's open about his emotions, like he feels like he's embarrassed that he's been doing that and that he's been open about his feelings but like he still did it and he kind of doesn't act like he didn't afterwards like he willingly t- sort of told all these things to Sadie And, like, has opened himself up to her. But we've not gotten really any of that from Sadie so far. And the only thing is, like, I'm just disappointed that so far we aren't really seeing much growth from Sadie as a character, but particularly from, like, the sibling aspect. Like, yes, she's not using what he told her against him much, but she's still... Bad mouthing him, like say talking about like one of the stories that he said about how you know he freaked out because there was a scorpion, you know, the deadly creature in his sock, and she said that he cried like a baby about a scorpion. I'm like, bitch! I'd like to see you try to deal with a scorpion in your sock. Like my god, and and then just talking about talking smack about his ability to play basketball or you know lack thereof, and then kind of recognizing a little bit the significance of why carter is invested in it because their dad loves basketball so he wants to be into it and wants to be good but he just doesn't have the aesthetic athletic ability like he knows all the intellectual stuff about basketball like stats and scores and all these sort of things but he just he can't play it that well and like She's smirking at him. She's kind of making fun of like, "Oh, you talked all this like this big game about it, and you're like this and I uh, no, I just I wish we'd actually seen a bit more opening up from her. We've not really got any of that like she has this whole moment of talking about the fact that like she says to Carter, yeah, you're thinking about focusing on things that make me happy or whatever." did work but she doesn't tell him what that was and it was a really lovely moment like she has this sort of one that doesn't actually exist but this idea of like her mum alive and the two of them going shopping and spending time together like that would have be been great if she'd actually shared that with him because then they'd have something they've both like she's not shared anything with him at this point Carter has been more open with her than she has with him and I don't know It just I feel, I feel like this is going to be the whole thing because I, Rick is really not understanding how English people work. I don't know, I just feel like Rick is going to be playing on this whole thing of like Sadie's English, so she's going to have that stiff upper lip of like, oh, we don't talk about our feelings because we're English. And I'm like, that's not really true though. It is maybe of the older generation, which, you know, obviously she did grow up around, but she does have friends her own age and she does go to school. It's not like she's been homeschooled with her elderly grandparents. Like there's no real justification for this, but I feel like that's going to be that's sort of the angle that Rick is playing up here of like Sadie isn't opening up because she's English. I don't know how I feel about that because it's not accurate. As someone like we have a huge mental health like it's underfunded because the Tories suck, but like our mental health system here is pretty good like the the queue is long but just because obviously again it's underfunded because fuck the tories but i don't know it's just like it's it's not a true statement that the that the english and the british don't talk about their feelings because we do yeah it's still stigmatized like it's everywhere like even in the u.s like i know that my friends in the u.s and the other Percy jackson podcasters it is very much a thing like you don't always talk about your feelings is that maybe within your age group but then they're siblings like if one sibling is opening up like that kind of gives the need for other, the other I don't know it just I don't know I just I'm finding it really disappointing that Sadie isn't and that she's not really showing any growth and because I don't remember how this goes I don't actually know if she does any of that later on and I I don't know So far, I'm, like, I know Sadie is, like, everyone's favourite character. And we talked about, I talked about this a little bit with Darian and we talked about this in general. But I feel like Sadie being everyone's favourite character is just because she's meant to be that, the badass character. So far, I have not seen any reason for her to be. Like, she's not exactly kind to her family. She hasn't shown any growth. She doesn't really seem to take situations seriously at this point. And... I don't know she's like Carter has grown more as a character than Sadie has and yeah I, anyway let's just let's move on to the other bit just because there's another comment here that I just want to put in I know this book was published in more like 2009 or something but I feel like university degrees haven't changed but there's a the comment from Thoth about being annoyed that astrology isn't like a subject and like I looked it up immediately afterwards. I'm like, no, 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 fun fact. You can, in fact, study astrology at university. You can even do a master's and PhD in astrology. And even better, it has prestige behind it because you can study a master's in astrology at Cambridge University. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend, but, like, (laughs) yeah. So it is something that can be taught. I don't know, maybe just... Rick didn't look it up. Or maybe it wasn't a thing back then. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's just something I noticed, and I was like, oh, interesting. Um, The only thing I want to mention briefly before I kind of go into the next chapter is that I do like that we are being shown that the gods aren't exactly trustworthy because they keep keeping things from Carter and Sadie. So in this case, it was the fact that, like, Isis is responsible for Set being who he is because she tricked and banished Ra, you know, the main, the big cheese, god Ra, (laughs) um, into basically fleeing the world and basically going into isolation elsewhere because she wanted her husband Osiris to be king. Um, And Set was, you know, Ra's dude. Like, he was Ra's guard. He, He cared and worked for Ra. And then suddenly he would have had to have been working for his brother which like no one wants to work for their family but yeah so that was a big thing that's being kept from them is that isis is fully responsible <laughs> for what happened here um and they kind of continue to pull on this narrative a little bit um of like isis just kind of like hey no you know that's not true like it's just just basically still lying to the kids which i just like that in this case which is very different from percy jackson is that we're showing that these gods really aren't that trustworthy there are some who well admittedly just none of them are because like even bass is keeping things from them like all the gods are out for their own gain whereas in percy jackson there is an attempt to sort of humanize them a little bit or make some gods look better than others which like shouldn't remotely be accurate because there are no gods that are good (laughs) They're all shades of grey. But the Kane Chronicles is actually doing that. I just really appreciate seeing that. Um, adding that, like, Thoth is like, hey, I don't trust you guys because you've got Isis and Horus hosting themselves within you. So uh, do a test so we can prove that you are in control. Um, and Carter's like, yeah, no, we'll do it. And Taylor's like, wait, what? Um, I just love that. I love that dynamic. But, you know, Carter does have a point. Because they need this information. Um, And also they probably want to know. That they are in control. Because there is a moment that we see here. Where Sadie isn't sure. Who is in control for a period of time. And she's a little bit frightened by it. And I really liked seeing that. Like it was a little bit of growth there. Of like Sadie's really pushing back. To make sure she is the one in control. Um, And. Yeah, anyway, let's go into the next chapter, which is chapter 24, I blow up some blue suede shoes. Um, and here is the overview for chapter 24. Ending up at the king of rock and roll's house, they go in search of a tomb as they ponder if Elvis was a magician. While there, two magicians arrive to cause chaos for them, one even turning Carter into a lizard when he goes to fight them to give Sadie time to run. Thankfully, Sadie gets the jump on them with some instinctual fighting and returns Carter to normal as the house explodes. Exerting a lot of magic to fix the house, the two find the mystery item, an ankh symbol with a papyrus image of a cat and snake. Bast was the cat fighting Apophis. And now they have to return to Thoth, and hate his guts. <laughs> and that's pretty much the overview for chapter twenty-four. Not much really happens in this chapter. Like, there's a lot of action and things like that. But I do have a lot of I do have a lot of feelings. So just to do the initial feedback for this chapter, I open <laughs> one thing that I just want to know here. I opened the page to this chapter and saw the word Elvis. Uh, saw the word. Elvis. Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. It's not COVID, it is just a cold. But I saw the word Elvis and like immediately knew I was in this. I was basically going in for disappointment. Because this is such an unnecessary quest. So unnecessary. All of this to get an Ankh symbol. And then just get an image of... The, Basically figuring out that, hey, Bass was the cat fighting Apophis, but now she's out, so who's fighting Apophis? Ugh. This is this could have been learned at any other moment. <laughs> Especially considering in the next couple of chapters, we learn the exact same thing from Bass, just in more detail. Like, we didn't need to, h- to see it here. I don't know, it's just... <sighs> I'll get into that more, just because I have a lot of feelings about this, these chapters, and just... As I was talking about last time, side quest, unimportant, yay, and we're just getting this, this here because the whole this whole thing was a test. There was no ne- there was no necessity for this whatsoever. It just makes this whole side quest more uninteresting and longer than it needs to be, and there's literally, very literally no reason that this had to happen. Like all the information. That we have learned in these chapters could have been learned elsewhere. Like I said before, what was the reason? I just. Felt, <sighs> I have a feeling that there was like a word count <laughs> or a page count or something or other given to Rick for this book because there are so many un. Well, there's this just. This, I mean, just this one is like the unnecessary side quest so far. There's something that happens in the next chapters which, like, is more necessary and like all this information that we learn here could have been learned in those chapters instead but like I don't know it's just it's just disappointing which is where we go into the main point here of narrative for the for this section because I I I am just I'm really kind of disappointed like the King Chronicles started off so strong And it has slowly fallen into a bit of what I like to call the lost hero slump. Like, it becomes a little bit bogged down with information and journeying to places to just gain information. Which can easily be gained elsewhere. Like, I don't really know why they had to go to other places to find these things. Like, there are justifiable ways to learn these in other places. Like... We find out later on that they will be having to head to... Uh, can I talk about this yet? No, I should probably talk about this in the next one. Let me check, actually. Hold on. Um, no, I can't talk about it yet. I can't talk about it yet. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, <laughs> so... The, but basically, we could have learned all of this information in a necessary part of the narrative. Like, this just bogs it down. Like, we get let me just count how many chapters um hold on one two we get three chapters worth of information uh, of of this book so 277 to 319 I can't figure out how many pages that is yeah, it's like 40 or something isn't it no. sorry my maths is actually horrendous so let me just do a calculation 319 Minus 277. Seven. Okay, yeah. So 40 pages of unnecessary content when we could have had the information in these 40 pages, the small little bits of information that we get alongside all the other unnecessary elements put into the next couple of sections. But these 40 pages, like it would have taken it down to maybe three or four pages, which would have taken the official word like page count because we're at like 500. And 16 pages. Like, that would have taken us down to 400. Well, not 400. Like, just under 500. Which would put it on par with the same as the other books from the series. Because the the books get, like, shorter as they go on. But it's just, it just, it feels unnecessary. And it, it did start to drag. Like, 100% it has started to drag a little bit. Which is kind of annoying. Because the pacing was doing so well in this book and it has it has just slowed down to a point where I'm just a little bit disappointed of, like... Well, it's not even that I'm disappointed. It's the fact that, like, it's feeling like a chore to read the chapters now because it's just it's just bogged down with just unnecessary things happening. Like, what was the reason of having Elvis supposedly be a magician and going on a quest just to get a scroll... With the image of Bass and Apophis fighting on it, like it just feels like an unnecessarily shoehorned in section, just to add. Not even like it's not even that the section like added more. Like it's not like those sort of monster fightings of this of the week because like he's fighting shabtis It's like that scene in The Lightning Thief where like Ares sends them to like the the love ride thing. I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> um, it's been so long since I read the first book because we're a hundred episodes in. Um, But, like, it feels like one of those things where it's just, like, a random quest action. Admittedly, in the case of the Ares one, that's actually a necessary thing to happen. Here, this was not necessary whatsoever. It's, like, a joke thing about Elvis and music being magic and then learning that Bass and Apophis fought, which, like, kind of we've already been getting hints of for a while, admittedly. So, you know, it just feels a little bit unnecessary. Like considering we dive into it a little bit more later when we like return to Bass, which obviously I'll get to when we get to those chapters. But like, I know, there's just, this is a whole thing. This is an issue that I do have with Rick's writing. He overwrites a lot, like a lot, a lot. And as someone who does overwrite myself sometimes, that's where editing comes in. Like there's a lot that you can cut out really e- really easily. To make these things not as long. Because this book... I'm sorry. This book did not need to be over 500 pages long. It did not need to be that long. There was so much that could have been cut down or condensed in some way. But it didn't because the editing kind of didn't really happen here. So I don't know. There's just... These chapters... We get some interesting information of like Isis being the reason why this whole set thing is happening. And you know bass and apophis thing i couldn't even think of something for a while i had to think on that for a while but but anyway i'm going on a run now so basically we don't need any more of this section so let's just finish up here with uh well you kind of have my overall thoughts anyway of just like these this section here just feels a little bit unnecessary because other than the isis and ra thing and just like the whole set situation this could have been learned elsewhere that's basically the whole thing. We didn't really need this section, but um I wanna know what you all think actually about this. but that's where we go into the question of the episode. I wanna know what did you think of this side quest meeting of Thoth and going to Elvis's house. Did it feel necessary? So that'll be going up on our social media the day after this episode is out. So um yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. As always, thank you all for joining me for these chapters and be sure to join me next Wednesday and in the new year as we continue our own journey. A reminder, uh, if you would like to pre-order my short story for the Into the Wild series, Echoes of the Past, the link for that is going to be in the episode show notes. Um, it's a prequel cool short story set up for the series that I'm working on, um, and it is coming out February 23rd of 2022. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I want to say to plug where you can find our podcast we're available on spotify apple podcast audio boom stitcher and basically where we listen to your podcasts in the meantime between episodes you can find the best down camp on various social media at best down camp pod on instagram and twitter if you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode you can email the best down camp at hotmail.com or if you want to support the podcast you can head over to the patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal verse content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own Hunter, and I'll see just me to you all next time. Bye.